welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a very good friend of mine, Mr. Mason. Mason, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today. I'm honored to be here, Victor. It's a, <laughs> it's a good day, beautiful day to be outside, and I'm glad you're. We're gonna get cold by the time this is done. We're gonna get cold. If you want to <laughs> grab a blanket right now, honestly, <laughs> we'll take a mid. We'll take we'll, a we'll, we'll take a break. Maybe okay. grab some apples and um, we'll, we'll blanket. We'll, we'll see. How we... <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess how have you been? I've been good. I've been uh, on the downslope of senior year, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, and that's it's a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. It's actually real. There's actually like a point in your college career where you say, oh, wow, I made it over the hump, and now I just get to ride out. And I think that's where I'm at right now. And mm-hmm. so class is good. Uh, I'm in a, in a crazy house that keeps me up late at night, yeah. but uh, it's a blast and mm-hmm. uh, experimenting with new things, whether that's eating different or trying to work out as much as you do victor and, <laughs> come on uh, i do not work out that <laughs> i've seen you more than i every yeah. time you see me there that's because you're there too that's true yes <laughs> yes yes i go all the time yeah um so it, i've been good mm-hmm. i've been good that's good yeah do you feel like class wise or coursework wise this year is the easiest it's been yes yes <laughs> it's good it to is the easiest it's been it's yeah. like I'm in a class with with Kyler and uh, we're Kyle, Kyle and um, Kyler, mm-hmm. the Kyles, um, and we're reading a book. We're reading a leadership book, a management book, oh. and we're discussing it like normal people. So this isn't an classes. engineering class. No, oh. and it's mind blowing. I yeah. feel like I stepped across the railroad tracks on the West Campus and mm-hmm. and smiling, and talking, <laughs> and conversating, and mm-hmm. and it's really cool. So yeah. um, it's a refreshing bit to have. Mm-hmm to have classes like that and then be enjoying them. Yeah. Um, but thankfully those are like my not taking all of my brain mm-hmm. uh, brain space and getting to do some other stuff with yeah. roommates and one army and those crazy guys. There you go. That's really cool though. I always, I mean, I have a year left. I haven't taken senior design. There's a lot of mechanical engineering classes I still have to take. <laughs> And so it's always nice hearing someone who's almost made it to the end say, like, don't worry, there are, there are greener pastures ahead. Just <laughs> just pull through. Because so I, I still need to take, like, senior design, 421, and all of those classes. So yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. You're going to love it. You're, you're absolutely going to love it. Yeah. And um, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. The, the tunnel analogy with the light at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. It actually is true uh-huh. in this case. <laughs> in this case. Yeah. What, what inspired you guys to do this? leadership class it's not part of a minor or anything. i wanted right? to get as far away from engineering as i possibly could yeah and that was about as far away <laughs> as i could do and it's been awesome uh-huh. um if if there's any engineers listening cynthia hipwell mm-hmm. um, dr hipwell is what she goes by is mm-hmm. an incredible lady and she's an awesome leader and very smart and mm-hmm. i get to learn from her so yeah, yeah really cool class on yeah. the engineering side of things yeah so agile leadership oh agile leadership yeah they don't teach, it's nothing like technical, right? No. Okay. Oh, well, uh, she talks about hard, she, she worked in the, or works in the nanoscale industry. Okay. And so she talks about these tiny, tiny technologies where, such as hard drives mm-hmm. or, uh, or any drives that is, or now she's studying these technologies where if you were, you're on your phone and you're mm-hmm. buying like, something on Amazon, and you're like, yeah. man, I love this couch pillow, but I want to know what it, what it feels like. <laughs> And you would be able to click it, and your your screen would yeah. feel like that couch pillow. Wow. So it's stuff like that where she like 
sneaks that in uh-huh. to the mix to be like, oh, this is re- she's really cool, <laughs> but let's learn about leadership. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool really cool. Yeah, I, I definitely like my senior year. I want to get away from engineering too. Mm-hmm. I just want to experience what it's like to not, <laughs> to like not do a class that. I, don't get me wrong, I love engineering, but some of these classes, I'm just trying to get through it. Yeah. And so, like, choosing a class that I'm actually interested in, and most of those classes are outside of engineering, I'm looking forward to it. I know some people do wine tasting, too. I don't know if you're in that class. I'm not, but I hear updates from Levi when he gets home from it. He, yeah. He loves it. He drank wine yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And it blew his mind. He learned about <laughs> French wine, and then it's named after, I think, where it's from, and not the, and not the grape. Yeah. Gotcha. That was crazy. Mind-blowing. I did not know that. <laughs> um, I know we're just five minutes in. I'm going to pause it really quick so we can move inside because I'm getting a bit cold. Perfect. And, I, and we hear dogs, so <laughs> we're going to pause and be right back. Just wanted to ask you, Mason, we were talking about school. What made you want to choose mechanical engineering? I'm taking it back. That's awesome. I uh, came from Quero where I think my eyes were pretty narrow mm-hmm. uh, and didn't really know what A&M offered. Mm-hmm. And so it mechanical engineering is very known it's very exciting to my understanding and mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunities opportunities was the big word and i i sent it for that and uh i still see the opportunities that come with it mm-hmm. but I, I think once i got down to the nitty-gritty of equations and um, learning about these forces and these dynamics i think it was something that i don't aspire to mm-hmm. do in my life i think um, i've found in college definitely meaning elsewhere through yeah. organizations and people mm-hmm. uh, where engineering is great, but it's not, it's not the end all. It's not like the end um, goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, as I leave and as I graduate, I think, um, my assumption is I'll drift, drift away. I don't mm-hmm. know where to, I think that's the big question right now in my life is, um, I started engineering, but where am I going to end? Yeah. Um, especially knowing that's not really what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, initially got into mechanical engineering because it's mm-hmm. given me the opportunity to get a job and i got that and we're gonna yeah see what houston offers no congrats by the way thank you um i have a couple questions that just came up when you answered that first of all cuero yes. that's how it's pronounced where where exactly is it cuero texas yes it is in south texas so i would say if you knew where victoria is at i know where victoria okay. it's south houston right yes yeah. yeah so we're about 20 minutes outside of victoria mm-hmm. and that's like our big city Mm-hmm. Uh, with a movie theater and a mall and mm-hmm. IHOP and beautiful things. Uh, but Quero is uh, a little bit smaller, yeah. 7,000 strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, I guess in high school or middle school, did, did you con- ever consider any other major besides engineering? No. I, I don't think I did. I My mom is in accounting and my mm-hmm. dad's uh, in the financial industry as well. And Yeah. I think I loved them, but I knew I wanted to just chart my own course. Mm-hmm. And I also went through Coral High School and was like told that I was good at math and good at science. And mm-hmm. I thought that added up to a good <laughs> engineer. Um, and I didn't I didn't really ask questions. I didn't ask why. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I really learned in college is you have to do that. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until junior year when it was like, I might as well stay, yeah. um, that I started asking myself why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should have. I, I think there's really cool degrees, especially on the... On the business side of things, I just didn't. I didn't want to settle, and my mom also always said, um, "You can do anything in college, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I want you to make sure you you leave with a skill, you leave with something tangible." Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I will I will have that, mm-hmm. um, and it will hopefully pay off. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I came into college, I didn't really know what engineering was. My dad's mechanical also. Insanely smart guy, like he got his PhD in engineering mechanics. Incredible. But <laughs> and he comes to me and he's used <laughs> to being able to just read the textbook, do problems, understand it. And for me, it's a huge struggle. I struggled literally every single year of college in some form, in some class. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while until I realized, you know, like you said, I don't see engineering as like the end goal. It's like a stepping stone to where I want to be. And there's going to be pain, like trying to get there, you know, like I'm going to fail, I'm going to struggle. But if I can just like persevere through this, there's going to be a lot like greater reward in the future. Yeah. But I was never super interested in like fluid mechanics or dynamics and even All that fun yeah, stuff. everything, even like <laughs> materials too. So it was definitely a struggle for me, but I mean, even though I'm not, I'm like, I'm a year away, I'm just glad that I know as an engineering major, you're not limited to just doing engineering things. I didn't understand that for the longest time. I was always thinking, what type of job is going to want me? Like, I don't, I'm not passionate about design or analysis. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I I couldn't tell you, but I love how there's a lot of opportunity within engineering. Yeah, it's a cool thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, looking at it and not really knowing what's next, I think Mm -hmm. is a a very exciting thing in itself. So it's open doors. I just Mm -hmm. don't know what what (laughs) door it is, what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see. There you go. So you're going to be in Houston. Be in Houston. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excited about that. We'll be living with a close friend, Mm -hmm. Zach Scrayhot, and excited. He's a... He's an introvert like me that, that mm-hmm. has a dog. and um, The dog will help. The dog will help, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to enjoy time mm-hmm. together, time away. and um, I'm very excited for that. I'll yeah. be excited for that. And, mm-hmm. um, my my wonderful uh, lady friend, Kirsten, will be in the same city Perfect. as well. So that'll uh-huh. be awesome to share that space with her and a lot of other people mm-hmm. that I think yeah. um, I haven't gotten to cross paths with enough. I had lunch with Sherrod yesterday and mm-hmm. hearing that he's going to be there. And, <clears throat> yeah. and I think that'll... Just that list will continue of just like, oh, you'll be in Houston. Sweet. <laughs> no, yeah, that's super exciting. Do you know where in Houston specifically? I'll be working on I-10 uh, or off, an I- of, mm-hmm. off of I-10 in Katy. Um, You're going to be in Katy? Katy area, yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. Like, okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have more to add in the list, I need to take note. But, um, yeah, I'll be in Katy. I'll be commuting to Katy, though. I'll be living... Uh, inside 610 okay. hopefully around the Morrow Park area oh, okay um, gotcha an apartment and living the city life I've mm-hmm. never College Station is my big city so yeah. this will be next Houston's step very down. different yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never lived in the city but I've obviously been there a lot of times mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't feel like it's definitely not in New York but it it makes it's just so different from like any suburb area that I've ever been in mm-hmm. so that is exciting though yeah. and I'm glad that you're gonna have other people around you that you know. Yeah. Ashley is going to be there. Score. I don't know where exactly. Um, there's going to be a lot of people. So that's exciting, though. It will be exciting. I'm that's awesome. Excited. When do you start? August. August. Yeah. So so you're going to graduate in May. Mm-hmm. You start August. Yes. What is the, uh, what's the time in between going to look like? Yeah, this, there's this beautiful plan in my head that hasn't been put to paper, <laughs> um, but it's got to work perfect. Uh, get in a truck and drive and that drive is going to be more of a planned drive sometimes we, mm-hmm. the planning will start march is like my <laughs> before march start planning but yeah it's going to look like a big west coast uh mm-hmm. west coast drive 
and seeing national parks yeah uh, and breaking it up into weeks where um, if people are available and able to join I'll say hey I'll be in Joshua Tree flying to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I'll pick you up and be a part of this week Dude. and um, and I, I think that'll be good just because mm-hmm. I I sometimes I thinking of like how can I possibly convince five <laughs> people to go on this two yeah. month long trip but if we break it up in, into short mm-hmm. spurts and um, have make memories along the way, I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. So, uh, ideally, a big national park voyage, yeah, um, up and around and down the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. and um, I'm excited for it. I mm-hmm. I think I have found that passion mm-hmm. uh, through college, through with backpacking and hiking and mm-hmm. being outside and being quiet and reflecting and all these things that mm-hmm. I think you learn in college. Yeah, is turned from like oh that's why do people do that to yeah. holy smokes i need to do this more mm-hmm. uh, and that's what i think the trip will do maybe that's where i'll find the door that i need to mm-hmm. walk through i don't know um i'm excited I- i'm excited yeah. for that trip and i need to start planning and put you on a week so you can fly up <laughs> dude there. i would love that i gotta find out um where i'll be working first of all like location wise but other than that um i was gonna ask you too like what like why this type of trip instead of like a beach or maybe even a cruise, assuming like COVID and stuff happens to like die down. But you kind of just answered it with like, it's something you found during college and Mm -hmm. you've really enjoyed it. Did you have like a specific trip you went on in college that made you be like, wow, I really like this. I want to do this more. Yeah. There was, there was one that happened spring break freshman year and mm-hmm. it was a big bend trip with um, my buddy Wyatt and mm-hmm. my buddy Jake and we went and just um, backpacked for a few days and it was so cool uh, stars were beautiful and a beautiful yeah. place mm-hmm. and that kind of s- like lit the fire and mm-hmm. slowly have <clears throat> gathered equipment and stuff throughout the last yeah. few years so I think it's that started it and then now I just I just want to know more mm-hmm. um, I just want to see and um, explore and I think it's a it's a cool thing to do while yeah. I'm young and uh, young and free, I guess, as they say. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's why, and I think cruises and that stuff would be fun. But mm-hmm. I've with COVID, uh, we've spent a lot of time like planning, mm-hmm. and then we've sp- also spent a lot of time canceling stuff. Yeah. And I don't think they can shut down nature. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's open for a while, and so that's I think that's my hope. It's kind of like a safe mm-hmm. place. It's a. Yeah. It's. I know it'll be there. I know I can count on it. Mm-hmm. Come May. Um, and that's why I need to start now so I can book like <laughs> cool like Yosemite <clears throat> campsites or whatever it looks like. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I, I think it'll be mm-hmm. a cool little voyage, and hopefully yeah. I'll get better at taking pictures and videos <laughs> so I can remember it all. Do you know that's awesome? Yeah, I kind of found like true passion for just exploring and hiking around. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I haven't like gone backpacking yet, but I've gone camping, and I just love it. I mean, you grow up your whole life in Texas and you don't really see a lot of like valleys or mountains. Everything's really flat. And then honestly, sometimes like just on road trips to like the East coast, whenever I'm just driving through like Louisiana and like Alabama, Florida, I see things and I'm like, wow, this exists. Like this existed this whole time. And I just found out a bit about it when I was like 20 years old. Yes. And then I see, you know, I go out West, I go see the national parks obviously in Colorado, Utah, and you're just like, I can't believe I went my whole life thinking going out here and just walking was boring yeah. when I don't see all this stuff regularly. Like, it's super, super cool. It's so and, um, yeah, no, I definitely 
if I have a free weekend and if you know our <laughs> schedules match up, I definitely would like to join yeah. you for a day or two. Yeah, it'll be it'll be hopefully an adventure. Mm-hmm. I, I can't promise anything right now, but it'll yeah. be when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. But East Coast is another beast. That's a mm-hmm. I remember driving that way and there's so many trees. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, uh, you kind of lose your mind for a little bit, but yeah. you dial it back in once you make mm-hmm. it to the to the beach. I guess yeah. You could say. Aside from Big Bend, is there any other place you've been where you're just like, wow, this was so beautiful? I, I've been, I mean, I think this is blessings on blessings. I think, um, being able to do these things are, I'm very lucky. Um, but going on a trip to Zion over mm-hmm. spring break, junior year, mm-hmm. kind of the, the spring break when everyone, yeah. <laughs> by, by the middle of spring break, everyone one. was, yeah, losing their mind. But the first four days were spent. Um, in Zion National Park, and that was that was really cool. Surrounded yeah. by guys that I aspire to be like, that I learn from all the time. Guys that I live with, guys that run one army with um, Gino and Alex and Wilson, and, um, and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Back with the guys and Chris, and uh, that was a, a, an amazing experience. Being able to mm-hmm. walk to Angels Landing and see see for miles and miles, and uh, there's so many beautiful things um, mm-hmm. and so many memories to make. And I think that's what. Uh, another spark was like mm-hmm. the first trip freshman year was like a great experience mm-hmm. um, but then going on an even bigger one with 10 people was like okay the experience is great but it's also the people that yeah. that kind of the memories you make and mm-hmm. the sayings that come home with you is uh, super uh, incredible and so I think that was another spark and doing things with my family I think my family loves the beach so yeah I, I've been blessed with beach and uh, and just relaxing on the beach and I think that's been really cool for to be with my mom and step family and mm-hmm. um, do that as well it's yeah. been awesome that is cool yes I think something else I really enjoy too about these trips is that you're not attached to your phone or tied mm-hmm. down by technology like I went camping over the break for like four or five days and I came back and I mean obviously like whenever I have service I'd call my parents or like let them know I'm doing fine but I remember the first time ever having like consistent Wi-Fi or something and going back on the internet and I was like, wow, this feels so weird. I feel like I shouldn't be doing this because I've had so much fun away from this and now I'm coming back to something. I don't know. It's just like living two different lifestyles, you know? Yeah. So it is it's really so nice cool. like just not being anywhere near technology. Yeah. And you, it, it hits you in the face too by like the third day that's like, I can survive without yeah. staring at this phone or like... Mm-hmm. like all my people that I love are still good. Like, mm-hmm. they're still good. I can catch up with them and share memories. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I need to get better at buying postcards, though, when I'm away from <laughs> That's my <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a postcard, write someone, and be like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Put a stamp and send it in the mail. Mm-hmm. That's another thing to do mm-hmm. over over the trip. Yeah. Don't get too lost in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. Yeah. Um. So, you know, moving on from, like, all these trips, I was just curious, you know, um, you come into your freshman year of college. I feel like I'm just jumping around, <laughs> but um, you come into your you come into your freshman year, and um, you know you're one way. You aren't really ready for college. You aren't ready for all these experiences to hit you. And then as your years go on, you kind of add and subtract people from your friend group. You grow in different ways. How do you feel like you've grown from your freshman year to like where you are now? Because I don't remember talking to you as much freshman year as I have 
I think as the years have gone on. So I'm just curious yeah. what you think about that. Yeah. I, that's a big question and I love it. I have grown a lot. I've grown in ways and I'll try to make this digestible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've <laughs> learned to take a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I learned to say yes uh, to to things that hit you in the face. And it's like, why would I say no? Yeah. I, I've learned to learn to say no. Mm-hmm. I, I think by senior year and last semester, I've realized that um, I can do five things at 20% or I can mm-hmm. do one thing in a hundred. Um, and that's something I learned too late. I thought, I thought the leader and like the, the incredible individual was able to mm-hmm. join three things and do them all amazing. Yeah. And um, I experimented. It was great. Um, I did a lot of things. All right. I did a lot of things, maybe good. Mm-hmm. A lot of things I should never do again. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's a big thing I learned being able to see your plate and say, okay, I need to, add or subtract right mm-hmm. now because I have more time or I have no time. Yeah. That was a huge lesson learned. Time mm-hmm. management, yeah. as they all say, is, is valuable. Using a Google Calendar, valuable. Yeah. Um, asking why was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Why do I care? Uh, why Why do I, and so infatuated by like this passion or mm-hmm. uh, this person or uh, this opportunity. Um, asking why, not just saying yes to everything, uh, was a big thing. I think learning to love your friends um, and listen to your friends has been mm-hmm. huge. I um, I did it wrong for most of college. I will mm-hmm. say that. I think I um, caught the hype of saying yes and moving to the next thing. And, and that was awesome. But not laying down every night and texting all the people that you experienced mm-hmm. memories with that day and saying, man, I, I love that. That was, mm-hmm. that was incredible. Um, and documenting that when you go to sleep, I think it's something I missed out on. Yeah. first part of college and now as I end it I'm like make sure when you when you go to bed you're you're like at least five mm-hmm. five minutes just saying um, sending a text to, to that person mm-hmm. sending a text to Victor saying thanks for <laughs> thanks for this opportunity mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that I missed out on and I learned um, about now is um, kind of giving closure to those memories and those moments yeah. uh, has been cool and yeah it's <laughs> a lot of things I, I also when I talked about earlier Coming to college with a very narrow mind. Yeah. Um, coming from Quero, where um, there's nothing wrong with Quero, but uh, I think the curse of small towns is you only know so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my mind was kind of blown wide open. Uh, in many ways, I didn't handle it well, but I think in, as I come to my senior year, I think I've changed a lot mm-hmm. in my mindsets and uh, how I think about life, how I see how I see life, how I see uh, my faith and. Mm-hmm. Um, how I see my relationships and mm-hmm. a lot of things have just been opened. Um, my mind has been open to just loving people. And, mm-hmm. um, that's been, I think really cool. And I learned every day from the people around me. So yeah. lots of random lessons learned. I'm just mm-hmm. blabbering at this point, but no, it's um, I need to write it all down <laughs> and document it. Yeah. Um, really, uh, I, I, when my, I have a stepsister who's a senior in high school now, and, um, she's looking at colleges and, I probably sound like a broken record talking to her just because it's like, you, you've got to go. Yeah. Like there's, you learn everything about yourself and you learn all these things. And, yeah. um, it, it's an amazing place. I think mm-hmm. for everyone that would be listening to this, they're probably thinking, yeah, it's, it's a pretty life changing place and mm-hmm. for different reasons, but, uh, yeah, it's been a good four years. Yeah. Oh, four years. that's awesome. I feel like, you know, I just can't. 
I feel like if I were to put my freshman year self and make that like somebody that's sitting across from me right now and having it like even a conversation like this, I don't know how I'd be able to do it. Right now it feels so natural to me. Yeah. Like I just I love doing this with people. I love getting to know people better. Freshman year, I don't know where my head was at mm-hmm. with like relationships and friends. Academically obviously I know where like no idea where I was going. Uh, I guess value wise, I didn't really understand you know, this is where I'm good at. This is where I need to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was just family. I went to, I, I grew up in a family where they loved me a lot. They didn't always sh- like say it. They showed it with their actions. Yeah. But for me, I've always needed physical and visual approval that like you love me and you can't just do it by actions. Otherwise, I just start assuming, right? Yeah. Um, and once I got older, I realized that's not the way my parents show their love for me or show their appreciation for me. They do a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't even know of that show that they love me a lot. They call me. They would call me so much freshman year. I called them a good amount, but they called me so much more. Um, When I'm home, little things like setting the table before I get there or um, bringing the water, like pitcher from the... um, from the fridge, mm-hmm. so I have water to pour, and I don't have to go all the way. Like little little stuff like that, yeah. I could overlook when I was in high school or even a freshman in college. But now I get older, and I recognize all these all these things, and I realize, like I was such a little brat back then, and I was <laughs> yeah. not able to like Me show too. my parents <laughs> the appreciation they deserve. But I'm just so happy now that, like, I finally recognize that it's part of something that I've grown through college. Is if I'm going to treat my friends. You know, like, they're the world to me. I need to treat my parents like that as well. It, it, family, like, no matter where I go, they're always going to be there. Yeah. And so I've definitely gotten better at just treating my family like my friends and prioritizing them and making sure that they know that I love them too. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a way I've changed. That yeah. is incredible. <laughs> and it's, it's cool that you've changed like that in mm-hmm. college because I feel like a lot of people will step away. Yeah. Just like, okay... I've had my 18 years under their wrath. I'm out. This Uh is crazy. And that is incredible that you're leaving knowing that you got closer and farther away. Yeah. Um, And I think it's the love languages thing. It's like, wow. Right? That's how they love me. But this person loves me different. Mm -hmm. Um, So cool. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. No, I definitely, I wish that my younger self could have been more appreciative and realized that just because they don't say it all the time doesn't mean they don't think it and like they would tell me like oh we love you but in my head i'm just thinking oh you're just saying that because quote unquote you have to but like they're not saying that because they have to they like they really do so i wish i could just whack my younger self in the head but what what are victor's love languages um i big physical touch guy i love hugs Uh, my mom gives them to me all the time my dad definitely not not the biggest hugger um and then Quality time, too. Um, And then words of affirmation somewhere on there. But it's definitely those two things. And I think coming from an Asian household where I guess you aren't really taught to show your emotions. Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of our culture, I've realized. Um, You don't say I love you. You don't do all these, you know, things that people would, like on the outside, would notice. I I remember going to meet some of my friends who weren't Asian, some of my white friends when I was in high school. I'd meet their parents. And in my head, I'm just thinking to myself, wow, like your dad talks to you like emotionally. He connects with you emotionally and 
he instigates all these conversations, whereas I have to do that with my parents. And I remember in the beginning, I used to think, why can't my parents be like that? Like, if my dad was like that more when I was a kid, maybe I wouldn't have acted this way or in this situation or whatever. Um, which is a really immature way of thinking, yeah. like looking back on it. But I'm just really happy that I've been able to realize that, like I said, parents love you differently. Um, everyone loves you differently. Everyone loves their kids differently. There's no reason why that you should be comparing parents, first of all. Yeah. And then secondly, uh, recognize that they just love you differently, but you know they love you in the end. And that's yeah. the important thing. Yeah. They definitely do. There's a weird connection with with that, and I don't know a bit about it. But I'm reading a book right now. It's called Quiet, mm-hmm. and a big portion of it, it's talking about introverts and mm-hmm. like the introvert mindset and yeah. where introversion came from. And it, it's a big chapter on it is about the Asian culture and mm-hmm. and why in so many Asian households there's they're not encouraged to to talk or to mm-hmm. share or to be a businessman and be yeah. outgoing and, and how that's when you look at cultures like mm-hmm. when I would look at even Quero for example mm-hmm. um, the Asian people that were there were normally a little calmer a little quieter yeah. and I related to them because I was mm-hmm. like this is this yeah. is me too um, <laughs> whereas it's that's there that's um, so it, it kind of hit me in the face that yeah. um, that is reality mm-hmm. and I think it's it's beautiful to see both sides mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh, I guess you mentioned you're an introvert. You've been like that your whole life. Do you feel like college helped bring out a bit more extrovert within you, or do you still feel like you're majority introvert? Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm introvert, but I've learned to refine my extroverted ways. Mm. I also never knew I was an introvert. I didn't really, really know what the difference was when I was in high school, and I think it hit me. When I was like a freshman, and my first inclination in free was never to like go and hang out, yeah. like go and uh, make that memory that's more like ah, ah, uh, I need my time, I need yeah. my space, and and it was good, it worked for me at the time, but it kind of hit me that okay, maybe, nothing's wrong with me, but mm-hmm. my first instinct is to take it easy, sit yeah. back, and um, over time I I realized that I I could be a full introvert and just mm-hmm. stay that way but I also realized that if you're going to make these memories that they talked about mm-hmm. or, or just make those those close connections those close friends make memories and free or mm-hmm. um, on and on and on I had to adapt a little bit mm-hmm. and, and see the other side and talk to yeah. people and I, I love it I, I love it when I um, can go all in and, and send it mm-hmm. uh, but I also can feel it when I'm all in and yeah. spent and I need to go and um, I need to go and work out. I need to go and yeah. um, at this point read. And a lot of times it was studying. A lot of times <laughs> yeah. studying was when I, I guess engineering was good for me because it was like I had an excuse to go and yeah. sit in a library and listen to music and study. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and that was my introverted time that I didn't know I needed. So mm-hmm. um, definitely learned a lot about it. I was able to kind of define it and realize who I was mm-hmm. and realize that that's how so many other people are. Uh, but you can be both. You can be both at certain times. It's just a matter of how you balance it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like hearing you talk about like being an introvert, it's always really interesting because I am a hardcore extrovert and I understand wanting your alone time. Um, there's definitely times where I 
have used up all my social energy and I just need to be alone. But I think more often than not, I just love being around people mm-hmm. and I love, I don't even need to be the one talking or leading the conversation. Just hearing what someone else has to say, like gives me energy to like want to continue the conversation. I feel like my social media might be a bit more larger than yours. Like I can handle it a bit easier. Uh, but something I've always really admired about introverts is I feel like because you spend the majority of your, not majority of your time, but more time alone than like an extrovert, I feel like you guys just have like the sixth sense. <laughs> like you guys just have a lot more time thinking about what's in your brain and dissecting it. And for me, I need to like actively put myself in a situation where if I want to get deep with someone or just think about my actions and reflect, mm-hmm. it's got to be a very specific circumstance I'm in. Yeah. 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 And it's a blessing and a curse. Like you can, I, I think there's a blessing of being able to just go with it and mm-hmm. like connect with people and um, even share those emotions, be able to share those emotions with mm-hmm. people. Um, let them out with people and my yeah. first inclination as you said is to to process it on my own and mm-hmm. there is a double-edged sword it's it's one side it's like good i don't mm-hmm. blurt out and maybe say something crazy but i also internalize it and mm-hmm. uh, rub around in my head and so it's it's something that i've had to i, I still struggle with it and i probably will for a long time yeah uh, i'm just like get it out on paper or get it mm-hmm. to someone else or like even talk to a counselor that's something that's i think is always looked at in our culture it's like mm-hmm. oh you can't go see a counselor. Yeah. That's like that's like a no go. I've never done it, but I think as I look to my future and think, man, what's the worst that happens? Having exactly. someone to just listen to you talk and maybe tell you mm-hmm. you're crazy every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and something maybe in the next 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 chapter of life, I'll I'll look at just because mm-hmm. I, I think there's fruit to it, and I think it needs to be needs to be normalized in this society, especially mm-hmm. when I think there's. There's just a lot of uh, different dynamics working right now in this yeah. world, and um, people don't know how to process, and mm-hmm. people that don't, I think, are the people that might act out or yeah. um, be upset or be hurting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. And especially among men, too. Yeah. I, I realized coming into college or after I got into college that you know it's okay to talk about your emotions. It's okay to like not be perfect and to let other people know I'm struggling. Yeah. I think in the past especially in high school, the, I was on the baseball team. I was around these guys probably for the for like five, six years. So we all grew up together. I wasn't super close with them. And so everyone kind of has this tough guy exterior and right. you need to be strong. Otherwise someone else is going to pounce on that and everyone's going to gang up on you. Yeah. And so, you know, you're struggling about something and you want to talk about it. I remember some practices, somebody would ask this you know, pretty good question, pretty like deep question or whatever. And then I'd hear somebody else on the team be like, oh, like, look at him getting emotional. And then people just laugh it (laughs) off and just dismiss it. And something I've just loved doing and doing in college is I've gotten to meet, especially other guys who are willing to get emotional if they need to be, you know, you don't need to be emotional 100% of the time. Every conversation doesn't need to be really deep. But being able to balance that with having a surface level conversation, I feel like you need to have some sort of balance. If it's too, like if everything's too shallow and you don't want to talk about, you know, what's going on, like really, yeah. um, that relationship is really shallow yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. And it's finding out where, where you put those things, finding mm-hmm. out where, 
you you have to go with those thoughts. And some people, like I said, maybe maybe it is counseling, or maybe it is journaling, or maybe it is prayer. I think prayer and listening to music has been mm-hmm. something that has been very important to me that I didn't realize how, mm-hmm. how important for me it was to reconcile these things that are mm-hmm. going on in my head, whether it's great things or whether it's yeah. things that uh, maybe aren't as great. And so mm-hmm. it's finding what, what works for your mind. Yeah. Um, what works for your mind. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's been, uh, it's a fun <laughs> ride. But it's, just, it's just another lesson learned. Yeah. Um, what about, um, how do you feel like faith has played a part in how, how you've grown from your freshman year to where you are now? It's, it's, it's been a crucial part of it. It's been something that I I don't think I wear it on my shoulder enough. I don't think I've really ever gone around and um, broadcast my faith. I think my faith is very, um, I've seen it as private a lot of my life. Yeah. Um, being just pray alone and uh, like do my quiet time in the morning and mm-hmm. um, but never bring it up in conversation. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's how I was raised. My parents are not people that ever brought it up in conversation or talked mm-hmm. to me about um, sharing your faith or and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think there's different different types of people in their faith and they do it mm-hmm. all different ways and so mine is very internal working on myself to make sure that I'm the best person I can be mm-hmm. to serve and love others yeah and that's where my I think my faith has played a role to be a preparation for my mind to tackle mm-hmm. the day create preparation where um, I can I can talk about talk to God about the things that like, I'm not doing well or things mm-hmm. that I messed up on yeah. things I'm doing well and saying thanks and being grateful for mm-hmm. um, where we're at in college and friends and um, joy so uh, it's played a big role um, but it's something that is I'm still so imperfect about yeah um, something that I'm like something to keep working on every day every day I'm like gosh I wish I had it there <laughs> I wish I wish I read more here knew more about that there mm-hmm. um, prayed more here and, and yeah, it's a it's a learning game, and um, yeah, it's it's been a, yeah a big part. And, mm-hmm. um, I wish I could, I wish I talked about it more, and yeah. um, wish it was more open. But I think um, I there were definitely blessed with people that just mm-hmm. around us that love well and serve others well. And mm-hmm. I think at the, at the end of the day, like faith plays a huge role. But um, if you're loving people, um, I mean you're you're doing what you're called to yeah. do and I think that's that's what's so special about College Station and mm-hmm. um, being in free and being um, in the circles that we've been in is you see a lot of that just just love which mm-hmm. is really cool yeah. um, I think that's been kind of where my faith has been the stronghold knowing mm-hmm. that um, that's where that's what I can do yeah uh, kind of on the same wavelength about like faith and values I wanted to ask you about like how MSC Abbott was for you because I loved it so much. I didn't yes. think I was going to like it in the beginning, but it definitely grew on me. Um, how was it for you? Because you, you were on the Houston one, right? I was. And so you had a different experience than me. Yes. Yeah. So I was just curious how, how it was for you. Definitely. I will try to recall real quick. Uh, so ours was a, a very a brief two-day Zoom call oh, okay. uh, because of our... So we, yeah. we kind of thought it wasn't going to happen, but we made some stuff happen or they made some stuff happen and it was a good experience it was um i don't think it's faith powerful to me as it was um different family mindsets yeah um and different ways that um 
honestly, people that work in the workforce mm. love their families and yeah. go about living out passionately, mm-hmm. um, both in their families and in their work. And that was really cool. And I think there was some things to speak on the impacts that happened before, because uh, I think that's where I remember a lot of Abbott. Mm-hmm. Impacts of hearing about people's families, feeling, mm-hmm. hearing family stories. And I think that's something that happens naturally at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, but learning how to conversate about that mm-hmm. will be so important when you get into the workforce or get into um, anywhere, whatever the next step is, to yeah. make sure that you are digging into people and actually knowing where they come from. That was a huge eye-opener to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how important someone's family or just their parents are mm-hmm. to how they act. Yeah. Are they loved at home? Or do they have siblings? Uh, mm-hmm. And seeing how I act compared to like someone who has four brothers is mm-hmm. completely different. And uh, it's so cool to be like, oh, that's that's probably a little reason why yeah. I act that way. And that was a big, big takeaway and just a reminder that it's important to understand the people around you mm-hmm. and why they act the way they do. And I think that comes with loving people too. I think that comes with knowing that um, maybe I don't have the same mindset on yeah. anything as this person across the table, but it's not because they're a terrible person. It's because they were raised to think, to think this way. And that's, um, I think we were called to know why, um, and to understand, understand each them. other. Yeah. yeah. And kind of see past that. And, and what I would say is, um, love them either way. And, um, that's kind of, I, I don't think I've really ever done that just because faith tells me to do that. But mm-hmm. I think my faith does echo to to love people because that's what um, how we were loved. So yeah, um, that was a big big part. And there was also parts of Abbott that I mean I didn't agree with. There was parts that I was yeah. like, I'm glad I heard that mindset. I'm glad I heard like my mom. Like for example, my mother's um, works her butt off and is um, mm-hmm. very successful at what she does. And um, yeah, I, I yeah. it's never it's not it's, everyone in Abbott yeah. like agreed with that role. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so hearing all sides, I think was beautiful mm-hmm. um, to know that, um, like, I, I won't ever expect that in my life. I'll mm-hmm. never, um, um, like, whether I stay home or whoever stays home to take care of kids, or um, it's a family. And mm-hmm. that's what it should be. And um, that's how I was raised, though. That's my mom's a worker, and mm-hmm. she works her butt off, and, um, and that was normal to me. So yeah. uh, that was a big eye-opener and cool um, aspect to see both sides. Yeah. It was definitely interesting hearing how people or different speakers who are, you know, 30 years older than us talk about raising their kids and different things that they would consider. Um, because I feel like I have a good idea of, you know, like how I want to treat my kids in a family, but you run into so many things that you can't plan for. And hearing adults who've already gone through it and like raised three or four kids it's really interesting it makes you think about a lot of things that you would have never thought about Mm -hmm. Um, it's also really cool just listening to other people's stories I could see people on the outside and think one thing but then you know we sit down during family time and they tell their story and I'm just like I did not know like you had this experience or like you went through this and it's really really cool Um, I don't know it was it's definitely a different experience uh, yeah. for me than it was for you just because like, I had that in-person, in-person conference, which I think is kind of what made me enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but even all the parts beforehand when we were just listening to other people talk about their family life and how things went in their family, um, 
Yeah. Some things I didn't agree with, you know, some yeah. things that, like you said, <laughs> I don't, I would never expect um, my spouse to, you know, act a certain way just because, you know, she is a woman and I am a guy or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, and some people believe that. And I'm not saying people and everyone in Abbott thinks that. <laughs> But I'm saying like there are people who have different views than you, and it's just really cool to hear where they're coming from yeah. too. Yeah, and and on a night, on such as ethics night, mm-hmm. which we both probably yeah. fondly remember, where you're you're directly challenged of what would you do in a situation if you were mm-hmm. like <laughs> looking down the scope of the gun and had to like decide who is like do you let this person live who you mm-hmm. know is bad? Like that's a scenario that is so hard to even think <laughs> yeah. about. Um, but knowing that we had to question our values mm-hmm. like where do we put human life where do we put like being right yeah um, yeah it, it was a cool mm-hmm. experience too. And just some of the interview questions too they asked us like while we were going out for it i'd never been asked before like all these family-centric questions i had never really thought about my family dynamic i've never really questioned it i just assumed you know this is how my parents are going to raise me and i'm going to follow it and I wouldn't say questioning them is rebelling, but it's kind of like what you talked about earlier, like asking the why. Mm-hmm. Why are my parents enforcing this or why do they behave like this? It's always, you know, once you understand that why, I feel like you have a better understanding of them as a whole. And, you know, things that they do, you probably just don't take. I wouldn't say the word like, I wouldn't say offense, but like you have a better understanding of where they're coming from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just helps you connect with them better. Yeah, so. it definitely does. And, and I mean, the aspect of, I think I always wanted to have that friendship relationship with my parents, yeah. uh, but realizing that you're just not on the same chapter of mm-hmm. life as them. Um, and it's okay to just have that parent yeah. relationship. And I think having to accept that and just be like, I don't need to always ask them like, how's your day? And what are you passionate <laughs> about? And like all these <laughs> things that you ask yeah. people that are your friends. And it's like, that's not, what, that's not the type of relationship you have. Yeah. Um, some people do. It's mm-hmm. props to them, but. Like, I've never just had that. It's more of a, yeah, looking at my dad and saying, hey, dad. (laughs) dad. (laughs) I I completely, yeah, I understand. Um, Something else I wanted to ask you about was uh, being in the Student Engineers Council. Yes. What what an organization. (laughs) Probably such such an amazing group of people. Yeah. Obviously, your lady friend is in there. Lady friend, go go her, <laughs> go her. Um, fun fun little side story, and if she's listening to this, uh, I think I texted you this after you got vice president your junior sophomore year. I forgot what year she got it. No, it was junior. Who's her junior year? She was vice president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first went out for SEC, I I went out when we were freshmen in the spring. And went to the informational. They always say, anyone have any questions? And there's probably about 10 of us in the room, maybe eight, maybe less. I didn't have any questions. I felt like they answered everything <laughs> just fine, right? Yep. And then I see this girl next to me, and she asks a question. I'm like, oh, that was a really good question. And then they answer her question. They address someone else, and they're like, oh, wait, any other questions? This is the, girl, the same girl raises her hand. And I'm like, where are you getting this information? Where are you getting all these questions? <laughs> But the thing was, like, those were really good questions. They were really genuine. And she seemed like she actually, like, wanted to know. Mm-hmm. She wasn't just asking them just to ask them. And I was like, dang, this girl's making me look bad. Like, I'm pretty oh, sure no. she's going to get it. And she got it. I later found out her name was Kirsten. 
So I applied fall 2018. That's when I got in. And we were looking at what committees we wanted to be in. And I was just like, I barely know Kirsten. I know she has, like, she she was co-oping freshman year to sophomore year, like, that summer or fall or whatever. But I was like, if I can just get near her and just soak up as much Kirsten, like, I just need that. I feel like that is a good way for me to, like, become a better person to, like, I don't know. I just want to be like her. And so I'm going to just try to get as close to her as possible. So I chose her committee because of that. And, man, seeing her work, like, she... Work, work. She's one of those people where, like, you look at her and you're just like, you're destined for great things in life. I don't know where you're going to end up, but I just know wherever you go, you're going to be successful. I can probably say that about her. Uh, Carla is another one, too. Um, And, like, Spencer Johnson. Those three people, like... I've told my parents so many times, I'm like, you guys have no idea, like, you guys have never met my friends, but there are th- these three people I think are so cool, <laughs> and I know you guys might not be impressed with me, like, academically and professionally, and, like, maybe even socially sometimes, but if you met these three people, wow, you would, <laughs> you would be, like, blown away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I basically just wanted to say, like, Kirsten was a huge reason why, like, I loved SEC so much, and, um, but yeah, enough about her. Yeah, I just wanted no, to ask you. I, uh, no, you're <laughs> flattering her. She's bound to listen to it. She's Stop, Victor. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask you. Um, you know, you came into SEC what fall 2018 as well, right? Or was spring it the fall 2018 or spring 2019? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So how has that organization affected you? It, as as. I think it does to everyone provides a platform to exercise like professional growth. I think mm-hmm. that was something that was um, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a plus just being on the SEC side of yeah. um, career fair and all these things that are very organized and put mm-hmm. together and looking at how uh, meetings run and their professional aspects were awesome, but mm-hmm. also getting behind the scenes of planning an event, yeah. engineers week. Uh, mm-hmm. We did that together and, yeah. and, that was something that I was not qualified for. I was not qualified to plan a week-long event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda, uh, my co-chair, and I were, uh, I guess, just went with it. And, <laughs> and we learned a lot. I mm-hmm. think the first, I remember, and I, I guess it speaks on more of SEC, of giving someone a platform. Mm-hmm. I remember the first day of Engineers Week, which is, if for all who don't know, Engineers Week is uh, a week-long event where we're, it's Maze Fest for business majors, but mm-hmm. it's a week-long. Uh, and... The first week, the first day, after it was my second period, we're in 364 together. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was just typing all these things that I did wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, lesson learned, lesson learned. I still have the list on my uh-huh. And that was incredible for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, I mean, saying yes to opportunities, saying yes to things you're not qualified for, yeah. really hit me in the face of like, I did a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that were not successful in that event. And it wasn't all my fault, but. I mean, I'm responsible, and I think that was um, just a big lesson learned. So yeah. it provided a lot of lessons learned, mm-hmm. a lot of um, looking back and being better. And uh, But then more than that, it, it provided um, friends, it provided community, mm-hmm. um, and it provided in a way that was um, not the intention of SEC, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's professional, it's representative voice, it's all mm-hmm. these things. Um, but it does come with the community, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's really special, and um, I think I was very blessed with that, mm-hmm. blessed with roommates that were in it, 
um, at Alpha Sigma Pi, and um, <laughs> they're leading the show now, and it's um, incredible to see, and um, and that was sh- awesome to share that with them and share those memories and work hard, mm-hmm. um, and then having to report to, um, God forbid, Kirsten um, <laughs> was was a craziness on its own, and yeah. um, she should have been fired for hitting on her. Um, her subordinate yeah, that's, that's ridiculous put yeah. that on the script um, but no she um, mm-hmm. that was a blessing uh, yeah. I think that was a time when uh, yeah junior year it was, I was so busy I, <laughs> life, life was happening so fast and yeah. then um, yeah that was the same way with Kirsten I was like she's incredible and uh, that was a slap in the face of like whoa Okay, I'm not that busy anymore. Uh, <laughs> and so SCG, I mean, to really speak on honesty, SCG mm-hmm. um, connected me with, with Kirsten, a great professional connection to have, and mm-hmm. um, obviously, <laughs> maybe a little more than that. Um, uh, so, that, I mean, a huge takeaway and mm-hmm. um, a huge blessing. And um, yeah, she's a rock star and um, get to learn from her every day. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool work. Um, great people in yeah. it. And, I think it's presented a lot of relationships too. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's looking for relationships, SEC is the, mm-hmm. the place yeah. to go. Friends and others. Yeah. So when I got in, um, I kind of told you how like Kirsten was a person where I was like, I want to be like that, right? Mm-hmm. When you got in, was there anybody like that for you? Mm. I would have to say I marveled at Career Fair and mm-hmm. the people that run that or ran that. I think Avi was one of those uh, that was a workforce in that and Allison coming after and uh, mm. the people that were in those chairs kind of blew me away Yeah, because I mean, when you see the pictures and see career fair happening mm-hmm. it's like wow you're only like a year older than me and yeah. you're, you're doing so much yeah. huge thing yeah Blake doing it Kyle doing it it's, it's incredible to see mm-hmm. um, the leadership and capability of people that are mm-hmm. right next to us and so <clears throat> those people in those shoes blew me away and um I think that was really cool to watch and inspire for, aspire mm-hmm. for, um, and to put a name on it, I, I think it was a collection of just, I don't even remember their names because I think it was just you get into SEC mm-hmm. and you just know that you're surrounded by people that um, are passionate and like leaders mm-hmm. and are also engineers on the side, yeah, and then like you're just gravitated to anyone in leadership, mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of what just pulled me in. I was like, yeah. I just got to be a part of that. I got to mm-hmm. take a piece out of this. Um, and I learned, um, and so I think it was a group, a group effort of leaders mm-hmm. in the SEC that kind of blew me away. Yeah, um, I do wish I had a vivid memory like that. Of, uh, <laughs> that yours is incredible. That's um, no, I could not. I could never forget. I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, I've never met anyone who, like, she's not even in the organization. She just seems so passionate about it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unique. You don't really see that in a lot of people, and so like, it definitely stuck out to me. Yeah, she yeah. wrote it till the end. Yeah, it's, it's really cool just seeing like her every single year like grow, do more for the organization, mm-hmm. impact more people. And like seeing her lead the organization now, awesome job. Kirsten, if you're listening, you're doing an awesome job. Shout out. Right, Mason? Mason? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Great job. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I guess, I guess the final, not like final organization but the organization you're in now i feel like you put a lot of time in one army um you got in your junior year mm-hmm. how, how has that been these last this last year and a half yeah i got into one army and 
uh, was blown away, taken aback, uh, excited, mm-hmm. uh, a little overwhelmed, and went and did it. And I would, to be honest, first year, didn't really like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because of any person or because of one army, just I didn't connect. Mm-hmm. I didn't connect with people. I was still kind of riding the introvert bus of, man, I just I just can't put myself out there right now, sorry. Um, and prioritizing other things. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't come until the summer. This past summer, I, I happened to be interning with uh, Zach's great hawk, who I'll be living with. And just a random, it was actually a moment kind of similar to what you yeah. have. Maybe less, we were sitting in a library together. Mm-hmm. And Zach, I didn't really know him, guy in one army, an old guy. And he asked me who I was, where, who I was interning for. And I said, Kiwit. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, wait, me too. <laughs> and so at that, that's like the, the wait me too moment in life. Yeah. It's like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Like guacamole. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that was uh, a big hit in the face. And then with Corona happening and mm-hmm. kind of being at home, I got to, got to share that experience with him and mm-hmm. being in college station over the summer, sharing with him and, yeah. um, and Jake trailer and, um, Colby. And, um, I mean, the list goes on of guys that, um, I just suddenly was just thrown into yeah. uh, being being here this summer, and um, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Guys, that I mean, my last year of college, it's, I'm very lucky, but it's thankfully just been all about friends mm-hmm. and mostly learning from those guys, learning from friends, learning from um, when I talked about earlier mm-hmm. at night before you go to sleep. I mean, texting the people that you made memories with, saying mm-hmm. that was a blast, that was amazing. Um, I mean, Jake Trailer does that so well and um, so authentically, and I think it's it's cool to have like those text messages come in, mm-hmm. um, and that's just one piece of guys that like Colby who pull you to come to mm-hmm. come to pray, um, go to the chapel together and um, pray and have quiet time, or Zach who you just get to be an introvert with and mm-hmm. walk the dog or yeah. um, be asked tough questions, and uh, I mean countless guys, but I think when I think of one army, I think of um, guys that are, are looking you in the eyes and. Um, you know that they're like they're there for you and, and, and they want to know more and they mm-hmm. want to hear about your story more and they want to question why you act that way or this way and mm-hmm. um, kind of um, push you forward and guys that call you at ungodly hours and make you wake up at ungodly hours to make yeah. memories. Um, it's been really cool. And so that's what I think about when I think of one army. And I think it, it came with just a happenstance of being stuck in the same town mm-hmm. uh, and having patience that like, whoa, uh, it took a year, but I, I kind of found my people. And, and once you once I found those few guys, I mean, yeah. I guess the rest of the group kind of came with it, mm-hmm. um, realizing that I wasn't, I wasn't walking into an empty room, like, and then uh, friendships came and came and mm-hmm. came. And now as we're looking at Gladdash and looking at um, building a mansion, as they call it, which is really exciting. And um, I think we're pumped to do Gladdash this year. And yeah. Um, yeah, do it with a group of guys that are um, young guys, old guys is is exciting. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been an organization that has pushed me um, to be a better friend and to, um, I I mean, be a better man. Yeah. And yet I'm still I'm still a, <laughs> we're, we're I'm still getting a there. guy. But we're getting, we're getting <laughs> um, there. But yeah, it's pushed me to be that to to reflect more, to mm-hmm. think more, to um, push yourself more, to all these things that I think one army is, and I I think that comes with in general, just having a group of people around you that all love you and care for you. And that's what it brought. It's been really cool. And um, they're taking up Bible study right now, taking up 
I'm glad Dash and cooking up some fun and yeah. Groundhog's Day and all these <laughs> things are moving fast in the spring semester. But um, at the end of the day, it's gonna be the friends and the yeah. friend um, memories and things that I'll I'll never um, I couldn't imagine um, riding it out uh, without it. So it's been awesome. It's yeah. been awesome. Mm-hmm. Love hearing that. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. think. You know, if you when you come to A and M, especially if you're able to find an organization like that, it could literally be anything. Mm-hmm. An organization to change you that way, bring you friends who are going to be there for the long run. I think that's that's what college is about. It's not really. I mean, it's about your major and you know getting a degree, but you would be missing out on something if you didn't leave college with a group of people that you cared for and that cared for you. And like I said, is there for the long run. So yeah. Yeah, and I think it, back to the point earlier of like, it's so easy to go through college and like, oh, made their group of friends here, now move to the next. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think if I would have realized a long time ago mm-hmm. that like, be at peace um, and just realize that there's good people around you all the way. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I would ever join one of them, but I think it was the, it's just the itch to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I got very lucky that after clawing for something I didn't even know what I had mm-hmm. um, I like met still good people on the other side so yeah. I think um, amazing people throughout college and I think it came to the end when I was really focused on friends when mm-hmm. these are the guys that were around me and I'm like this is awesome yeah um, yeah that's been it's been really cool and mm-hmm. um, learning from them and uh, yeah good group of guys good 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 time yeah um, living living in this house of hooligans is fun too yeah i know something something i kind of want to touch on is you're talking about awesome guys tell me about your uh, your past and your present roommates yes 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 alpha sigma pi <laughs> alpha sigma pi and uh i don't know what you guys call yourself here uh we were thinking we were <laughs> border book the border, baddies the border book baddies is that what they call us <laughs> nah it's whatever the i'll babes. take it off <laughs> uh yeah i yeah lived was I hope I'm still a brother. Maybe maybe you, I need clarification of you are. Um, uh, he rushed off the second pie sophomore year. Yes, rushed in, um, <laughs> fell in love and um, got beat up and hazed and all these things. Uh, it's great. Uh, just kidding. We did not. We did not. No. Agree with hazing. Well, why don't you explain pie. what Alpha Sigma Pi yeah. is, just in case yeah. someone wants to report this to yeah. the Panhellenic <laughs> Society? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, a group of um, brothers that um, love A M and. Um, uh, and it's a house on Aspen Street where we like to have fun and one house. Uh, that's one it. house, just one house, and uh, maybe not. We don't really report to the fraternity council or anything, but we yeah. we consider ourselves one. Um, so <laughs> yeah, good, good, uh, good times there, and um, yeah, I, I think highlighting it with that of um, we had a lot of fun, made a lot of memories in that house with coming to Groundhog's Day and walking over and doing that to. Um, now going over and playing rock band and mm-hmm. um, having a blast with that to working out in the back and doing school together um, from uh, quarantine um, to going on trips together. I mm-hmm. think I was lucky enough to go with um, Spencer and Michael to Greece on yeah. our study abroad. Mm-hmm. That was uh, <laughs> one of the best memories mm-hmm. in college for sure. And um, Going to Big Ben with Michael and, and Kate. And I think those are the memories that when I think of those guys, it's just like, going on crazy memories mm-hmm. um, or crazy trips and making those memories is so cool. Right. Um, going to going to Greece and making a beer review in a pub. <laughs> Spencer acting like a hooligan yeah. and telling him that we're this grand 
uh, beer reviewers that uh-huh. were not um, was awesome. <laughs> Sleeping with that guy for three weeks was incredible. Uh-huh. Um, not to throw you under the bus or anything. Spence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't get that close. We had our own beds, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of memories made with that. A lot of memories made with. I think each one better, unique to their own. Um, and I think moving to Borderbrook was. Uh, a change of pace for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, I think I was just shifting to make different memories with different people. Yeah, um, and I did. Uh, I think I got to spend one semester with Alex Maestrick and mm-hmm. a guy that is full of life, full mm-hmm. of joy, full of um, not cleaning his room because he says he'd rather be out spending time <laughs> with people than cleaning his room. Yeah, and guy that um, taught me kind of what it looks like to be an extrovert mm-hmm. um, and does it hundred percent of the time. Um, does it well and so that was really cool to learn from him and live with him and live with Chris who is a guy who loves his goldfish and loves mm-hmm. the drums and plays drums while he shouldn't be playing drums but <laughs> is just so passionate um, to Levi who I get to eat some good old vegan food with tonight because <laughs> we love our plants Yeah. Um, and now Wyatt is joining us, um, a buddy from, my, from high school and um, one of my best friends and then good old Nick Pappas who keeps mm-hmm. us grounded um, and so it's been it's been a good group of guys to make memories with. I mm-hmm. think one memory is going and going and demolishing a house um, together. We took a bunch of sledgehammers really? and um, just went and knocked some sheetrock out, and that was a good a good fun time. But yeah. also a house where I think one thing of the house, not to bash Alpha Sigma Pi, but they have a distinct disadvantage when it comes to house bonding. Yeah. Is it's a two story house, and this house is a one story. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think there's there's something to say about walking into your roommate's room and just laying on the bed or yeah. walk into your roommate's room and ask them how they're doing or, or um, what their plans are for that day or mm-hmm. how was your week. And um, being in a one-story house makes that a lot accessible, a lot more mm-hmm. accessible. And so um, that's been a blessing, I think, having guys who just mm-hmm. just to force their way into your room, just <laughs> force their way into your life. And, yeah. uh, that's kind of what happens mm-hmm. here. And it's very... <laughs> sometimes... I, I want to tell Chris to just get moved, just get away, um, but he insists on laying on bed and yeah. touching my pillow and all the things that drive me crazy. So, um, yeah, that's a good contrast. I'm yeah. blessed with having all those people in my life. But um, yeah, so rush out single pie, rush the border, whatever, whatever <laughs> you rush. Um, good guys on either end. Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned all the stuff about being a one-story house and and having everything accessible because I never. I was here a good amount freshman year, obviously, um, and I would see the same thing with Gino and Wilson and Alex, and I, I forgot who else lived here. It was it just rotated. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's cool. It's like I think it's tradition now, you know. And when you guys leave college, which is going to be really sad, uh, hopefully the next the ne- the newcomers can can keep the tradition alive. But I think it's. It's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you've been able to have like such awesome experiences with your roommates. And it's not just like they're your roommates, they're your close friends, they're people mm-hmm. you can do different stuff with. Like you said, even if it's as it's, it's silly as just knocking over a house or taking <laughs> a trip to Big Bend, yeah. I think that's awesome. And that's great. It's been it's been really special this year. And to reflect on those memories, is, I don't do it enough, but cool memories made with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to... We had like a house, a house mixer last weekend. Yeah. Um, went and board the border went to Alpha Pie and played rock band, and that was that was a good time. Kate yeah. Was, Kate got to rock out and show us 
What is what he practicing? <laughs> Spencer got to slap the bass and yeah. all these things that mm-hmm. oh, it was a blast. So um, yeah, I'm still. Um, I see them. I see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty. I get this. I see Kate's pretty face all yeah. the time. So it's it's good. Gotcha. Well, I got two more questions for you. Beautiful. So um, this first one is, you are graduating in May, and um, you've got you know a lot of things to look forward to. But what is something I guess you're most nervous about moving forward and leaving college? There's 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 a lot of excitement that comes with it. I think I've filled a lot of my brain with all the exciting things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first one that comes to my head is knowing that I'm going to a job that's an engineering job. Yeah. Um, that I don't. I mean, I've already voiced that I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. and so I think that's one thing that makes me nervous is. What am I going to do in my free time to make sure that I can move away from that? Yeah. And I think in my mind, it's like being an entrepreneur, being someone who creates something that's really exciting and mm-hmm. changes the world. And um, I, I, I'm i assuming that with an eight to five job, I'll have that extra time mm-hmm. to, to plan and maybe do that. Um, so I think that's in the first thing that comes to mind is that nervousness of... Mm-hmm. of um, I know what the first year looks like, but what, what after that, yeah. what, what, what comes next? What is, I mean, my faith, what, what does the Lord have in store? And, um, it's exciting, I think. Um, but it's also, it's kind of just a, a lot blank, of unknowns. It's, it's a blank canvas. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't think I've really put many goals on it mm-hmm. at all. Um, I think I kind of, in my mind know that I, I want to get married someday. I want to, um, have this awesome job and have this family and um, mm-hmm. travel the world and all these things that um, hopefully will come but I really don't know I, yeah. I don't know um, I think I'm not really nervous about the unknown um, mm-hmm. and nervous that I'm like moving away from college I'm excited I think college as they say is the best four <laughs> years of your life yeah I don't think that's true mm-hmm. I, I don't um, I, I don't, don't think it should be true either yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I'm excited to, to see what's next. So it's a lot of excitement, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nervousness is just kind of what what next? Yeah. What what after that first mm-hmm. six months or one year? Yeah. Um, what about finding finding your true meaning? I think mm-hmm. is the the pursuit at the end of the day of yeah. all, all of this. And I mean, shout out to the book Man's Search for Meaning. I read it junior year and it completely changed my mind on a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I was like, what is it? <laughs> what what am I here for, man? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's probably what I'm most nervous about. And that's very high skill, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really interesting that I've grown up, we went through college together, we came in freshman year, um, and not just you, but like people like Jossie, um, Kyler, people graduating on time. Yeah. Um, and now this is kind of where we split. And this doesn't mean we're splitting forever. Um, because like we're definitely going to be meeting up somewhere further down the road but for the time being for the near future you guys are going to be living very different lives than what I'll be living you guys will be thinking about different things that I haven't even really thought about and you guys are going to understand you know what the real world is like way before I understand what it's like you know and I'm just really excited to see where you end up I think you know kind of how I was talking about Kirsten and Spencer and Carla, like you're one of those people I see wherever you go, I know you're going to have an impact. Um, whether it's with your engineering 
uh, mindset or just the way you connect with people. I think you're going to have um, like an awesome time wherever you are. You're going to make some good friends. You're going to make some new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no doubt that like the person you are right now, you're going to be completely different in the future, but like in a good way. Like mm-hmm. you have grown so much. You've learned so much. And I'm just excited to see, especially after that first year, um, how you've changed, learn from you. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to like give me a little handbook of... These are things to watch out for. <laughs> the lions and um, the tigers and the bears, all these things. But really excited to see um, how things end up for you. I'm too. It'll be, it's an adventure. I'm going with an open mind and um, we'll see. I'm nervous about having to pay my own bills now that I think yeah. about it. That's I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm very blessed um, uh-huh. right now, but mom cuts the cord. Oh, yeah. So I gotta do that. That's a, mm-hmm. a first world nervousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then final question, but you have had a lot of experiences in college with different people, organizations, situations. What is a lesson you've learned while you're in college that you want to keep with you for the rest of your life? As I was preparing to, (laughs) I mean, I guess preparing for your podcast, I, I was trying to think of assuming you would ask some question like this. And I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't find an answer, um, uh-huh. long story short. Um, but one thing that has helped me be an introvert and helped me connect with people mm-hmm. is how important it is to listen and understand mm-hmm. and listen well and connect. Uh, and that's going to be something that I take with me for the rest of my life. I don't think I had that before, when I came into college. Yeah. And coming into college. I didn't either. <laughs> I, did, I didn't really know who I was. Mm-hmm. And so I got lucky and defaulted to just asking people, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah. And I realized that that is actually what people I need to hear um, and know that I actually want to hear. And so I think when I leave, knowing that what I'm taking to the workforce is uh, wanting to listen, wanting to hear people, wanting people to know that I'm not walking into a room saying I'm better than you but what can I learn from you Mm -hmm. and I think that's what it's that's what it's all about um because I mean I don't have it all figured out Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I did I I mean to think that I spoke for an hour on this podcast is (laughs) mind-blowing because I'm just I'm just trying to figure it all out so uh, but I think it it comes with listening and hearing and soaking it all Mm -hmm. in and uh, being open to everyone's ideas and mindsets yeah um, beliefs, I think, has been very powerful to mm-hmm. me coming from a small town and realizing that I'm not, I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us are. Uh-huh. So, huge takeaway and um, yeah, super cool lesson I think to take into the mm-hmm. real world when I'm looking forward to having bosses yell at me and all these things that <laughs> come with it. But yeah, um, yeah, listen. I like it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people like to talk. And there's always someone out there who wants to talk, but there's not always someone out there who wants to listen. Um, you, you, you let yourself become that listening ear. Um, you don't even have to like agree with whatever they're saying. Um, just the fact that you're able to listen, like you, you're you're like, (laughs) Oh, I just lost it. (laughs) Right there. I lost it. I just saw it. I think it just left without me. Yeah. But bottom line, I think I think that's a really good one. That's that's been one of my biggest things too. I've I've wanted to like always get better at is listening 
and something I've learned a lot while doing this podcast is being an active listener and not just replying just to reply, but replying and trying to add value or just listening and trying to understand. Um, I think I've gotten a lot better at it. Whenever I'm interacting with some of my coworkers, I find myself almost kind of being the person who's interviewing them, mm-hmm. even though I'm just asking them a question. And I just ask them all these questions and just let them talk, yeah. let it just soak in. And um, listening, there's a lot of value in that. And it's, it's what brings you together with other people too. If two people are just trying to talk the whole time and get their points across, you're trying to just talk into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. It's like a ping pong ball. It just keeps going back and forth, but no one's really receiving it and taking the time to understand. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing about listening is, you know, when you're listening to someone, you're giving them your attention. And even if you don't agree with them, like you let them know, hey, your opinion's still valid. And that means a lot to them. And so, long story short, I agree. <laughs> I, I think that's a great lesson. That is a beautiful lesson, yeah. yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget also. Be passionate. Mm-hmm. I just thought about that. Be passionate. There you go. Yeah. Well, Mason, thank you so much for uh, spending this almost hour and 20 minutes with me. Beautiful. Really appreciate it. I know I've kind of cut into your, your dinner time. I don't want to take away from that. <laughs> I need to get some dinner, too. Um, We're both hungry. Did you work out today? I did not. <laughs> I cut into that time. That's what we need to get to. I'm going to work out tomorrow, though. Yeah. Leg day. Perfect. Um, the best day for me. I love leg day. Come on. <laughs> you don't like leg day? No. Get out of here with that, man. Hey, come on. <laughs> it's, it's like... It's like showering in cold water. Like you gotta do it at some point. You're right. I also really it changes. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's life changing when you do it. I promise you. You're right. You're right. I'll try one of these days. Maybe yeah. maybe in um, <laughs> maybe in <the> next chapter. <laughs> All right. Well, Mason, again, thank you so much. Uh, really fun. appreciated this. I've I've wanted to have you on for a long time, and I know I started this back in October, and now it's February. But I'm just glad. Like you're on here, really appreciate it. It's been it's been a joy. Thank you for having me, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And um, yeah, that brings us to the end of this podcast. If um, you know, if you're still listening, I just wanted to say thank you, and I will see you guys in our next one. Peace out. Peace.